quickly rose to his feet. Shi Qingxuan also stomped a foot down on the table, rolling up his sleeves as if ready to charge right down. Xielin hastily held him back and said, It's nothing. Don't worry, Lord Windmaster. Please calm down. Is it nothing, even with their eyeballs squeezed out? Shi Qingxuan shouted, alarmed. It's nothing, Xielin reiterated. What a rare opportunity to witness a bloody fire social. Shi Qingxuan immediately dropped the leg that was on the table and asked, Bloody fire social? What's that? The two sat down anew and Xilian explained, Different regions have different kinds of fire socials. The bloody fire social is a special type, extremely rare. I've only heard about it. I've never seen it before. Since their performances are gruesome and freakish and their makeup artistry is an untold secret that isn't passed down, there are getting to be fewer and fewer of them. Shi Qingxuan was stunned. Makeup artistry? he asked. That's all fake? The, that's just too real. And here I thought that they had been transformed by evil. His words weren't exaggerated, and Shelian sighed in awe. There are many extraordinarily talented people in the world. Watching those performers in the parade, not only did they have weapons deeply embedded into their skulls, some also had exposed innards and missing limbs. They were crawling on the ground, crying and howling. There were a few carrying a large wooden stack with the woman hung on one of the beams, a rope wrapped around her neck as if she was hung to death. Then came two who were dragging the two legs of a woman. That woman herself had her clothes all ripped into rags, with her face down dragged along the road the entire way, leaving long trails of blood. This was truly a very real vision of hell, even though it was clearly a performance done by humans. It was more horrifying than the ghosts of Ghost City. In comparison, Ghost City was almost like a bustling human market. Just how was all that makeup done? Even if Shilian had heard of this tradition, at first glance, he'd also almost thought that it was the coming of ghosts. There were quite a few women and children who tried to squeeze to the front of the crowd to spectate out of curiosity, but screamed from fright and backed away after having actually seen. Shi Qingxuan commented, Your Highness, didn't you say that the point of fire socials was to celebrate? Who celebrates like this? People are running scared and those little girls are going to have nightmares. Do people really feel happy watching these kinds of performances? It really was hard to tell whether people would feel happy after watching such performances. However, in truth, slaughter and the sight of blood did create excitement in people. Whether or not there was fear, after the initial shock was over, a rush of adrenaline would be produced in the heart. There was slang for bloody fire socials such as this, called stabbing ecstasy. Shillian figured that it meant once a person 
was stabbed violently to death, the heart would be filled with ecstasy. There was a thirst for slaughter deep in the hearts of humans. Of course, Shailen didn't say that much on the subject and only watched intently for a while. In that impressive, parading troop, there was a pale-faced man dressed in black, his form tall but skinny as a twig. His hand gripped a weapon and he struck toward the head of one of the lavishly dressed performers. That knife instantly penetrated through the other's skull and he took out a long spear right after. He hoisted the other up and hung them in the air, cruel and gruesome, as if it was a real murder happening right there. The crowd screamed in waves of horror, though some also cheered. I'm guessing that they're enacting a tale, Shailian said. That black-clad man would be the protagonist, and the people he killed should be the antagonists and villains. This entire story is expressing the defeat of evil and the proclamation of good. Having said that, something clicked in Shailian's mind. He said, Lord Windmaster, watch closely. I am watching, Shi Qingshan said. No, I'm telling you to watch for the story, Xielian explained. Watch for the characters they're performing and the kind of story this is. There must be a reason why that reverend of empty words brought you here and picked today of all days. Maybe it was so you'd watch this bloody fire social. That black-clad man had a deep frown, looking to be in severe agony. While butchering hundreds of villains in the troop by himself, he himself was also pierced by all sorts of weapons all over his body. At the end, he carried a number of mangled corpses with white bandages around their throats and lowered his head, unmoving. It was an ending where all perished together. As one troop went past, another troop followed and continued to perform, and the parade cycled around. Thus, have you all figured out what the story was about? Shilin asked. Shi Qingxuan knitted his brows and said, No, I don't think I understand. He's doing nothing but killing people. Next to Shilin, Hua Cheng said lazily, Seems it's not a widely known story. Ask a local and see if it's someone of renown from around here. Coincidentally, that waiter came by again to bring their orders. He inquired, Honored guests, how's the show? Is it exciting? It's good, very exciting, Shailen responded. May I ask, who is the character this town's bloody fire social is enacting? Sure enough, that waiter said, Oh, outsiders usually don't know and always have to ask. The fire social of our town Fugu enacts the story of a legendary character. This was passed down through word of mouth, but many centuries ago, there was a scholar here named He. Although the family of the scholar He was very, very poor, he was quite a talented man. He was a scarily intelligent youth and picked up things quickly and precisely. He was also known everywhere as a good son. There's really nothing bad to say about the guy. Unfortunately for him, he was just very unlucky, and nothing good 
ever lost. He studied hard and took national state exams. Even though he clearly did well, the best of them all, just because he didn't pay a greeting gift to the examiner, he offended the officials. They hid his test scrolls, exchanging them for blank ones, and for years he couldn't land a rank. He got engaged. His fiancée was a childhood friend, beautiful like flowers, kind and compassionate. But both his future wife and little sister were kidnapped by a wealthy household who turned them into bed attendants. One wouldn't obey and was beaten to death. The other couldn't bear the shame and committed suicide. He went to quarrel, but those criminals turned around and accused him of committing adultery instead. He was locked up in jail and almost died from starvation. His old ma and pa, 70 years old, begged for mercy for him, kowtowed their heads an entire night, but it was no use. He was jailed for two years before he was released. His mum had no one to take care of her and was long dead from illness. And his dad had to labour for the family by himself and had only but a breath left. He couldn't study anymore and got into business, but because he was so good at it, the other merchants ganged up on him to suppress him. All the money he made was cleaned away and instead he drowned in debt. So what do you think? The way to sign aloud. How can anyone be so unlucky? Shillian cleared his throat quietly and said earnestly, Yeah. How could someone other than him be this unlucky? After having lamented that waiter's face changed, looking cheery and alive, he continued. And then that man went crazy, just completely mad. One night, the day before the last day of autumn, he took up a bunch of weapons and butchered everyone who had hurt him. It was a bloody sight, flesh and gore flying all over, extremely satisfying. Since all those he killed had bullied all the people in town for ages, everyone cheered for him. So that's why, every year, on the day before the last day of autumn, the town commemorates him with a bloody fire social. Pray that Lord Scholar her. Watch over us and kill all the villains. Although it was supposed to be the defeat of evil and the triumph of good, it seemed like nothing ended well. That waiter went away and Shelian saw Shu Qingxuan had a face of contemplation. He asked, Lord Windmaster, do you have any thoughts? Shu Qingxuan snapped out of it and said, I'm having some baffling thoughts. But it's too confusing, so I can't put my finger on it. What about you, your highness? Shelin responded, I'm thinking, could the reverend of empty words be the scholar her in a past life? During their exchange, the next troop started performing the same story again. Shi Qingxuan looked over. His past life? he asked. That's right, Shelin said. Monsters that are similar to humans are usually born from an individual's extreme grudge or obsession. For example, I hear that there's a monster in Dongying called the Bridge Princess. It was formed by the grudge of women, 
Some say it was from the grief of women who waited for husbands that never returned. And others say it was madness of jealousy. If the reverend of empty words came from the misfortune of someone, it's not impossible to say that it was formed by that person's jealousy of another's fortune or the hatred of his fate. Check for landmarks. Match the timeline, Mingyi said. Right, this needs to be verified, Shailen agreed. To find out if this theory made sense, they must investigate how many hundreds of years ago this scholar her character appeared. If his appearance was later than the earliest record of the Reverend of Empty Words, then this theory would not hold. Shichingsha nodded, pondered, but still said, and another thing. Just then, a booming voice came from below, laughing heartily. Just wait, it said. Your closest family, your best friend, they will all die tragically because of you. Hearing this, Shi Qingxuan's face immediately changed. He slapped down on the table with his left hand and leapt from the window of the restaurant, light as a feather. That voice had come from the parading troop. Shailen yelled from atop the building, Lord Windmaster, come back. Shi Qingxuan landed in that crowd of bloody, live, dead people. He raged, come the hell out, come out. However, those performers all bore wooden expressions. No one cared for him and they continued to march like they were in a dream state. Shi Qingxuan was getting pushed around all over by the flowing crowd and couldn't figure out just who looked suspicious. If he saw one that looked suspicious, he'd whip out his Windmaster fan to knock at them. But then another over there would look more suspicious. If he struck wrong, then it'd be a life on his hands. Hua Cheng pushed the veggies he hadn't touched on his plate into a smiley face, never having looked up once. It's useless, he said. It's too easy for a thousand-year-old monster to hide its foxtails. Amidst such a freakish parade, it was too easy for anything inhuman to infiltrate. Besides, the venerables of empty words already took on the forms of humans, never mind the reverend, who was the strongest of them all. A moment later, Mingyi jumped down too and pulled Shi Qingxuan out. The group of them left the main street, walking toward that temple of wind and water. Shi Qingxuan's hand that gripped his Windmaster fan was still trembling, but rather than fear, it was more from anger. A small pot of wine from the restaurant hung from his hand. After walking for a while, he took a long drink from the pot before the seething redness of his eyes faded away. Ming Xiong, he said. Maybe you shouldn't be my best friend for the time being. Wait till I've killed that thing first. Mingyi, however, instantly said without holding back, Who's that? I've never been. Shi Qingxuan was outraged. Mingxiong, he shouted. That's too much. Can you not turn your back on people so fast when things get tough? The two of them were bickering and noisy, and Shilin shook his head bringing out two little objects from his sleeve. Here, 
Podwind Master, he said. I think you'd better use these, after all. Shi Qingxuan took the objects and asked, Your plugs? Shilian nodded. The idea might seem a little dumb, and it doesn't help the root problem, but it still works for the time being. As long as you can't hear, that creature can't do anything to you. I cast an array. The verbal password is, by heaven, officials' blessings. No paths are bound. Let's just talk in the array if we need to talk to you. Shi Qingxuan plugged his ears, and sure enough, he could hear nothing after. The four entered the array, one after the other. Just then, Xilin suddenly heard Ho Chang's voice floating next to his ear. Gugge, gugge. Xilin looked over and saw that Hua Chang was blinking at him. His lips weren't moving, but his voice was still resounding in Xilin's ear. Hua Chang's voice said, Didn't you say you wanted to talk to me? You won't come to me, so I'm reaching out to you. Xilin smiled and replied, Well, you're the one who set your password to something like that. Fine, fine, my bad. Ha Chang said. Shi Qingxuan adjusted the earplugs and saw that the two of them were looking at each other, smiling without saying a word. He asked in the communication array, puzzled. Your Highness, Crimson Rain, Sword Flower, what are the two of you doing? Did you exchange verbal passwords and now you're exchanging secrets? Shilian cleared his throat and said in the communication array, with a serious voice. Nothing of the sort. Ha Chang slightly raised his brows and passed Shilian another message. You liar. Shilian slipped in his step, looking only straight ahead as he walked, pretending to be serious. He replied, Sun Lang, stop teasing me. I need your help with something. The two of them walked side by side, not looking at each other. Ho Chang asked, What is it? Shilin replied, Work with me to test and see if someone is the reverend of empty words.